Bibles and turn to Psalm 119, please. Some Psalm 119, and if you have not been with us, uh, we just began this series of messages walking through Psalm 119, and we'll be here for a while. And I've been blessed already. Some of you have voiced your appreciation already for uh, the the messages through Psalm 119, and that encourages me uh, as well, and I've been encouraged and blessed myself uh, through this study already. And we find ourselves here in the second section of Psalm 119, and that section is verse 9. It begins in verse 9, and it works down through verse 16. And so let's read this here tonight. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? Question mark. So it starts with a question. Then it gives an answer. By taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. O let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord. Teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts and, I have, and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. In the first section in verses 1 through 8, we spent a few, couple few weeks there. The psalmist showed us uh, that the Word of God points out the only true way to blessing in life. And we read that in, very, in verse 1, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. And the psalmist states in there that the only way to a blessed life is to live a life that is according to the principles of God's Word. In this section, the main thing that the psalmist points out here or tells us is that the Word of God is going to accomplish holiness in our life. And the psalmist applies that to a young man uh, in, the first, uh, in this text. He says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. But he doesn't stop with just young men. He applies it to himself in verse 11 when he says, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. And so we have the, uh, the broad application here that it's not just directed towards young men. It's directed toward all of us. And what we find, first of all, in these first few words, like I said, there's a question that is asked. And then there's an answer that's given. And in the question that is spoken of here, it's, it's directed toward a young man and his work. He says, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? And in that question, there are several things that should be supposed. And these are all introductory thoughts here before we get into the text. But what should be supposed, first of all, is this, that we are, that we are from birth polluted by sin. He says we need to be cleansed. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? It's not wherewithal shall a young man direct his way, but wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? The need for cleansing is assumed. 
The second thing is, is that we should be very early in life sensible of this need. Because the question is given concerning the young man. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? And thirdly, what should be supposed is that we should earnestly seek for a remedy for cleansing. How to fix this issue of sin that overruns and controls us. And so what the psalmist is saying here is this. What remedy is there against this sin problem that we have? What course is to be taken in life? And so to sum up the question, how is it that a man who is impure from birth and naturally defiled with sin, how is it made possible that as soon as he's able to come to reason to be able to purge out this natural corruption and actually live a life that is pleasing to the Lord, a life of holiness? Well, the answer to that question is simply by taking heed thereto according to thy word. And so there's two things that need to be observed here. First of all, the remedy. What is the remedy to the question? The remedy is the word. And it's addressed to God. It's called thy word. Taking heed thereto according to thy word. It is God's word that is the means for cleansing because if God wasn't the one who gave it, if God didn't give direction about it, we would be utterly lost and without hope. But the manner on how this is to be applied or made use of is, the psalmist says, is by taking heed thereto. That simply means or has the meaning of the study of, the appropriation of, and the conformity to God's word and God's will. So you understand the premise here? Do you understand the foundation? He asks the question, how is it possible that somebody who is naturally corrupt is able to find a remedy to cleanse the way because the need is assumed we need cleansing? And the answer is to, to simply to take heed to the word of God, which means to appropriate and to conform to the word and the will of God. And so that sets the stage for this section before us. And we're going to divide it up into two parts here, and we're not going to get through all of it, obviously, tonight. But what we're going to see in these verses, these eight verses, is first of all the virtue of God's Word, and then secondly the value of God's Word. And so let's take this first thought here tonight in verses 9 through 12 and see how far we can get with it and consider the virtue of God's Word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would help us here tonight with the, these verses. And, and Lord, I can't make application for people. We can come up with all different kinds of applications, but the particular application for the heart, Lord, I pray that you would direct it, that you would pinpoint it, Lord, that you, between you and an individual, Lord, that you would bring truth to light uh, that applies in their life. And Lord, I just pray that you'd, you would cause us to be strengthened tonight from your word. Lord, I pray for clarity of thought and mind. Lord, I pray that your spirit would have control. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's read verses 9 through 12 again. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? 
by taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. O let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. Here we find the virtue of the Word of God. And the Word of God has three inherent virtues as it's applied to the life of an individual. First of all, we find that the Word of God has a cleansing effect in verse 9. And the statement or the question, it begins with the question, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? And the answer is by taking heed to the Word of God. So we find, first of all, that the Word of God has a cleansing effect. Somebody might ask the question, what does youth and childhood have to do with such a serious work in the heart, the cleansing of the way? And somebody might say, you know what, maybe when somebody is older in age, maybe when they have gray hair on their head, maybe when they have more experience of years in the world and it's matured them in their life, it might bring them to a place where they're going to be disciplined in their life and they give time to thinking about cleansing my way or entering in a course of life that is toward repentance and submission to God. Maybe sometimes people think that, you know, when it comes to youth, the youth, you know, it's a phase of life. They should just be indulged for a while because, you know what, they're going to grow past this. They're going to grow wiser as they grow more in years. Some people might think that way, but the psalmist says, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? And I would say to you tonight, you know, that philosophy, that thought that indulge the youth and so on, I would say, no, that's not a biblical philosophy. That's not a thought process that should be entertained because God demands his right into a person's life the moment that they're capable of understanding who he is. It concerns everyone. As soon as they come to the place of reason in their life that there's a God and He's my Creator and I'm accountable to Him. As soon as they come to know right and wrong. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 1, Remember thy Creator in the days of thy youth. And the application is simple. As God, He is our Creator. Amen? We have nothing but what He gives to us, and what He gives to us is for His own purposes, His own use and service to Him. And therefore, we are simply vessels. But those vessels need to be clean. As soon as they possibly can be clean, so they can be fit for the Master's use. Do you know what children... And young people need exposure to God's Word just as much as you or I do for the cleansing effect it will have in their life. Proverbs 20 verse 11 says, Even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure or whether it be right. Proverbs 22.6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Do you know what? A child's life that is well-principled, a child's life that is saturated with truth of the Word of God, even in their youth, did you know that that sticks by them? 
It stays with them even before the, the sin and the worldly lusts have gotten a deeper root in their life. You know, when I think of my own life, I grew up in a Christian home. I remember in grade school, at least, I went to a Christian school, and we always memorized Scripture. That was part of our, our daily activity. We'd memorize Scripture after Scripture after Scripture after Scripture. I wasn't a saved person at the time. But you know what? To this day, I still remember Scripture verses and passages that I memorized when I was a kid. But here's what I want to tell you. At some point in my life, when I grew rebellious and I wanted nothing to do with God and I was living my own life out in the world, you know what was still true in my life? I knew what was right because of the Word of God. I chose not to do it, but something in my soul and something in my mind and my heart always told me, I know what I'm doing is wrong and I know what the truth is. Where did that come from? The Word of God being planted in the heart. Children and youth need God's Word just as much as you or I do for the cleansing effect that it will have. You know, I, I just think about what it's like out there in the public schools these days. I went to a public school through high school. I'm turning 48 years old in just a couple of weeks. Contrary to what some of my girls might say, I'm not that old. But you know what I do know? I know that things are so much more scary today than they were even when I was in high school. I've been driving a school bus for the last couple of months. Maybe some of you didn't know that, but I took on a, a, a part-time second job. I'm just trying to build a house. Things are way too expensive. So I took on this part-time job to just make some extra money and with this intent in mind. What I didn't think about was the things that I would hear or be exposed to driving a school bus. I've heard so many things in just a couple of months that almost just blow my mind. Uh, one that really sticks out to me was just, just before Christmas break. I was <clears throat> schooled over. I was doing uh, drop-offs, and I went and picked up these, these middle school-aged kids, 12, 13 years old. And I'm driving down the road, and I look in this mirror, you know, that's above me, and I can see everything that goes on in the bus. I hear all the chatter. I hear all the stuff that's going on. And there was a girl. She was probably 12 years old, maybe 13 at the most. They were all middle school kids sitting right behind me. And she was having a conversation with another girl, and the words that were coming out of her mouth were, were basically talking about her girlfriend. Have you met my girlfriend? And she's 12 years old. And this conversation was going back and forth, and this was, oh yeah, I know her, and this and that kind of thing. And then she started talking about being metrosexual. And I used to think I knew what that meant. I went and looked it up, actually, and it, the definition of what she was talking about versus what I read online was not the same thing. So I'm not sure what's going on there, but the, my, my mind was just like, what in the world? A 12-year-old girl 
Her mind is, is, is so influenced by social media and the culture and the agenda and all those things. Like she, it's very normal. It's nothing strange at all for a 12-year-old girl to be talking about having a girlfriend and being all these other things. I'm like, you know, when I was in high school even, you'd never hear anybody talking openly like that, even when I was in high school. That's what the world is like. But you know what? We have the internet and we have social media and we have all kinds of things that even our kids are exposed to. And the point I'm making is, listen, we've got to keep them in a place where there's a steady diet of God's Word in their life because it has a cleansing effect from the natural course of corruption that is your flesh and mine. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? That word way, it's the same word that we read in verse 1 of Psalm 119. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. It means a course of conduct, a way of life. It means a course that is mapped out by God's word. He says, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his, his life, the course of his life? By taking heed according to the word of God. So how does a young person stay clean in this environment? How does their conduct or way of life actually turn out? Listen, it's the appropriation and the practical application of God's word in the heart. It sticks and it stays. You know, there's young people who leave church, grow up in Christian homes, they leave church. But what they've been taught in their youth has a way of sticking with them so where they cannot escape what they know is right. Oh, they might go and try this, and they might go try that, and they might go try all of these things. They will never, ever find satisfaction. They will never, ever find peace in the soul. And the reason is, is because in the heart they still know what is true according to the Word of God. The Word is a remedy against the natural uncleanness of our flesh that we came into the world with. You know, we don't have to teach our flesh how to be corrupted. We don't have to teach young boys how to think pervertedly. We don't have to teach those things. Our flesh is given over to it. That's what we naturally are. But it's the Word of God that will cleanse the way of a young man. And let me tell you something tonight, young person. No other rule or direction for your life will bring you to a place of peace or happiness or fulfillment in your life. You will only find it in taking heed to the Word of God, living a life by the principles of God's Word. Taking heed to the Word of God also has another application to it. Not only for setting the course of a person's life, but taking heed to the Word of God is also the way that we find reconciliation with God when one has lost his way or has failed or has been disobedient. You know what I mean by that? You might experience some failure and some sin in your life. You might have some, some, some areas of your life where, where you have failed miserably and you've lost your way. Do you know how you find reconciliation with God? 
By taking heed to the Word of God. How does one cleanse his way from failure and from sin? By getting back into obedience to the Word of God. You know what? There's no other source that will do that for you. There's no other source that can clean your life up. There's no other method that has the cleansing and transforming power to it like the Word of God. There are things that can help in a person's life, but nothing will transform a life than the Word of God. Some people say, well, I tried the Word of God, I tried being obedient to those principles and it didn't work. Let me just kindly say this to you. No, you didn't try. Not really. And here's how I know, because when the Word of God is truly heated and practically applied in a person's life, it has the supernatural power of God with it, the kind that transforms the heart and subdues to the will of God. Psalm 19 and verse 7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect. And what is the next phrase? Converting the soul. To turn it around, to change it, to make it brand new. Well, God's Word didn't work. You didn't try it. You didn't actually take heed to it. Because when you do, it has power to change a life and convert the soul. Our children, we're going to talk about that more, by the way, as we walk through this, because the psalmist says, I've sought thee with my whole heart. Did you, did you know that half-hearted Christianity and half-hearted searching after the Lord is only going to lead to failure. The psalmist says, I did it with my whole heart. That implies some things. And we'll talk about that later. But our children and ourselves, we can be kept from so many harmful things. And we can have a clean path, but only by the appropriation and application of God's Word in life. The Word of God is the instrument that God makes use of to cleanse the heart of men. That's the instrument that God uses, His Word, to cleanse the heart of men. Let me just give you a couple of things. What does the Word of God do? How is it that God uses it to cleanse the heart of men? Well, first of all, it gives us the knowledge of what we really are. The Word of God gives us the knowledge of what we really are. In other words, it's the glass wherein we can see our own corruption. Do you know what? When somebody is sick, the first step to any cure of that sickness or illness or disease is to have a knowledge of what it is so it can be treated. Well, the Word of God is the glass or the mirror wherein we see our natural face or see what we really are. It gives us a knowledge of what we are. James 1.23 says, For if any be a hearer of the Word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. And the passage goes on to say, that when you don't do the Word of God, you're like somebody who has seen what they are, they see and they're beholding their natural face, but they forget what manner of men they are, and they go about their way and they only deceive themselves in their life. Well, see, the Word of God shows us what we really are. It gives the knowledge to us 
of what we are. In the Word of God, we see God's image being displayed to us, and that contrasts with my own. You understand? It shows me God's holiness and the representation of what I am, my natural face in my flesh. You know what the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 7 regarding the law of God? He says, For I was alive without the law once. But when the law or when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. Do you know what he's saying there? He's saying, When I was ignorant of the law of God, he says, I felt alive. I felt spiritually uh, pure. I felt really good about myself. But when the commandment came and it showed me the holiness of God, sin revived and I died. And I said, Whoa. What manner of man am I? See, it's the Word of God that shows me the holiness of God, and it shows me what manner of man I am. And you know what? We often will have these fond conceits of how, uh, uh, how beautiful we look spiritually. In other words, we're spiritually beautiful in our own eyes, in our own mind. Until we look into the perfect law of liberty. Until the commandment of God comes, and it gives me a knowledge of what I really am. And when we get into the Word of God, we start to see those leprous spots that are all over us. That I'm not good. That I'm not spiritually beautiful. That I don't have this all figured out. That I'm not a spiritual giant. I'm not as spiritual as I think I am. See, the Word of God is the instrument which God uses to cleanse the heart of men, first of all, by showing us what we really are. But then secondly, it's the water that washes us out. Amen? Ephesians 5 and verse 26 says that He might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the Word. The Apostle Paul is talking about the New Testament church and the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Word is not only water that cleanses the church, but it also cleanses an individual person's life. That's why the psalmist says, How can a young man cleanse his way? How can he make it clean? By taking heed according to the Word of God. It's the application and the appropriation of God's Word in a life that makes us clean. And so it can set the course for life, but it also can clean the life. How does a person find reconciliation with God? By getting back to obedience to the Word of God. 1 John chapter 2, in verse 14 says, I have written unto you, young men, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. What a great verse. What a challenging thought. As John says, I've written unto you, young men, because you're strong. And the reason you're strong is because the word of God abides in you. And you've overcome the wicked one. You know what? It is not a slight or little acquaintance with the Word of God that is going to make a young man successful 
to overcoming the temptations that come into his life. In other words, what I'm saying is you're not going to overcome your own lust. You're not going to overcome those temptations in life if every once in a while you crack open this book. The Word of God needs to abide in you. It needs to dwell in you richly. Then it will effectually work in you. And taking heed is not some simple, every now and then casual acquaintance with the Word of God. Taking heed implies watchfulness. It implies care. And you cannot casually open up this book and have it guide your life. You know, Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3.15, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. It may be children, by reading the word, who, as children, maybe they don't get anything more than just some memorative knowledge out of it at the time. But it's still good to have our kids memorize Scripture. It's still good to be having them exposed to the Word of God because what it's doing is planting in the fields of their heart. And in time, they will soak into the judgment and the conscience of a person and then into the heart and then into the affections toward God. They need exposure to the Word of God. You need exposure to the Word of God. I need exposure to the Word of God. Not only to set the course for life, but also when there's moments of failure to get right with the Lord. Let me just summarize what we've said here. First of all, it is very important for youth, as soon as they come to the full use of reason, to inquire, to study, to know the Word of God for themselves, because it's going to cleanse the heart. It's going to cleanse the way, their way from sin. But that's true of all of us. Amen? It doesn't matter what age you're at. You and I need a dependence on the Word of God because it's going to cleanse the way. The second thing is that the Word of God is the only rule that is effectual to accomplish that cleansing work. There is no other source that will do. You can try all the self-help books. You can try all the different kinds of counseling. You can try all these other things. But you know what is going to be powerful and useful and effectual in a person's life? The application of God's Word. It has the power of God behind it. And thirdly, if we would have this effectual work in our life, it's required that we give it much care and we give it much watchfulness. That we don't come loosely and inattentively to the Word of God. That we don't come to it carelessly or with inconsiderateness, but that we take heed to it. It implies the application, the study, the practical application of God's Word. You know, the Word of God gives all kinds of instruction for fleeing 
youthful lust. It gives that principle, it gives that command. But how does that apply practically in a person's life? See, the Word of God is what I'm saying. It's not just there for the knowledge, the head knowledge. It's got to be applied practically in principle and practical application to a person's life. When we get to verse 11, the psalmist says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Let me tell you something. Just memorizing Scripture does not guarantee enduring temptation. It's still the practical application of what that's saying that makes the difference in a person's life. It puts us in the best position possible. So the question is, what is it that's going to cleanse a person's way? Setting a course for their life? Getting right with God? It's, it's the Word of God that's going to do that. But it's not just having knowledge about the Word of God, it is the practical application in a person's life. That's why people say, you know, well, I just, I tried, but it didn't work. Well, you know what you didn't do? You didn't actually apply it and obey it. Because when you do, it has the power of God behind it. And you know what I'm talking about if you've experienced it in your life. Have you had moments in your life where you had a principle or a command from God and you said, Lord, I want to be obedient to your word. I have failed in this area of my life or this area is a problem in my life. It's something that is dragging me down and it's something I struggle with over and over and over again, but I want freedom from it. And Lord, I go to your word and I find truth and I find principle and I say, Lord, I want to obey it. Help me obey it. And then when you do, it really has a transforming effect in a person's life to help you overcome what even can be strongholds in your life. You gain victory over your flesh and over sin. And nothing else can do that for you. You know what I'm talking about? It's when you've lived it that these truths become, hey, I know God's Word is powerful, and it's real. The Word of God has a cleansing effect to it when it's applied in the life. In verse 10, we'll not talk much about this tonight. We'll save this for another night. But he says in verse 10, With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. The Word of God also has a controlling effect. He says, with my whole heart have I sought thee. He wasn't half-hearted in his approach or his obedience or his commitment to the Word of God. And you and I can't be either. We can't be half-hearted Christians. And then thirdly, we find that the Word of God has a correcting effect. In verse 11, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me. Teach me thy statutes. There's more that we need to learn, that we need to know. And we'll cover those more in depth as we continue on. But tonight, I think the the main thought and the main application is, are you taking heed to the Word of God? Do you study it? 
Do you seek to apply it in its truth in your life? You know what? If you don't know it, you can't apply it. How's your devotional life? How's your, how's your heart towards the Word of God to let the, let the Word of God map out a course for you? Young people, there's nothing better that you could do for yourself or for your life than to be serious about studying and knowing and applying God's Word in your life. It's going to set the course for you. You try it on your own. Do what you want to do. Live how you want to live. Live according to your own will or what pleaseth me. You're going to mess it up. You're going to mess it up real bad. And I know from personal experience, and there's many others who could tell you, who probably, maybe even some sitting here tonight, let me tell you how bad you can mess your life up when you walk away from truth. Commit your way to the Lord. Commit your life to the Lord. Commit your way to seeking after the Word of God and the will of God for yourself. It'll keep your way clean. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, pray that you'd challenge us again with our, our own life, our own heart, our own attitude toward the Word of God. The Word of God is a mirror that shows us what we are, and I think sometimes, even as preachers, we like to, we like to study it, and we like to pull these truths out, and we like to teach it. But when it is turned back around, and it is a mirror that starts to show me what I am, well, then I don't like it so much. I don't want to admit what I really am. Maybe I hear it preached from someone else and it starts to grate on my own heart. Lord, I pray that you would help me, help us all to have a submissive, tender heart to the Word of God. And Lord, that when it shows us what we are, Lord, that we would humbly say, you're right, Lord, I agree with you. And Lord, I also need your word to cleanse me. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd, you'd bless our study as we continue on with it, that we would grow more in love with the word of God, which shows us your holiness and your character. And Lord, it has a transforming power to it to make us more like Jesus Christ. We thank you for giving it to us. Help us to love it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.